The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. And uh, I just let them know, I don't want to be tolerated. I don't want to be put up with, and I don't want to put up with you. Mm. Uh, tolerance is a negative word, it's not a positive word. What I want is to be accepted. And just accepting me doesn't mean you agree with me, doesn't mean you approve of what I do. Almost 20 years ago, Daryl Scott's daughter was killed in the Columbine High School shooting. Since that fateful day, he has been on a mission to make schools safer. Next on Life Today. It's a privilege to share this time with you. Thank all of you for being here in the audience, and thank you for joining us. James Robinson, my wife, Betty, uh, welcome you to this program. You know, my mind is just kind of jumping back about 20 years, Betty, and I can remember right where we were when the, the shooting occurred at Columbine. It wasn't long we were there, and we were really putting our arms around the, the parents and those who had broken hearts and in the church that really ministered and where they had the funeral for so many of them. And I tell you what, it was quite a uh, high impact moment in the not only the trauma of the tragedy, but also a lot of people saw Jesus. And one of the most powerful stories came from a young girl who was, uh, as far as we know, the first one killed. Her name was Rachel Scott. And, and Rachel was really a witness for Jesus. And uh, she wouldn't deny Christ even when she was being threatened. and and she was shot. And she, she had written, interestingly, that she'd be 16 that summer and she wished she could be on the mission field in Africa. Well, in a way she was. Because her mom was there and a stepdad that went with us and on her birthday they stood where children were being buried. And they went there to help save lives. And even in Rachel's honor, made a gift to save lives. Well, her dad, Daryl, who really found himself on a journey that has continued to this day, and I would say that it has built in momentum that I would have to call supernatural. And Daryl Scott, I believe under the leadership of the Lord and because of God's love with a lot of wisdom involved, has established and launched and built and developed and is developing and will with your prayerful support develop a very effective outreach to save children's lives and to see them redirected in a very positive way. It's called uh, Rachel's Challenge. Well, Daryl was with us, I don't know, about 18 years ago, and we were talking about heartache, and healing only God can give, but also a concern about what can we do to offset the pain. And Daryl is with us. Would you welcome Daryl Scott back to life today? Daryl, good to see you. Thank you, Daryl. Thank you. Your, your daughter made a very powerful impact on us and a lot of people because there was no question that she had a depth of concern. And where we went that summer when children were dying, they were so hungry they were crawling in the barrel trying to scrape out a little more after we ran out. In three years in that very area, the people that were dying were saving the lives of thousands of people because they were back on their feet because of the love of God. So Rachel sees from heaven what love does. But now, she's been watching for a long time what dad's doing. 
and we've all been watching. I got to tell you, you were in the in the in the White House after the shooting in Florida, and a lot of people spoke. It was it was quite amazing how composed it was. It was as though there was some kind of supernatural intervention there. To be very honest with you, because there was places for a lot of tension, but you spoke, and I'm going to tell you, you spoke with unbelievable clarity and composure, and it was just amazing. I found myself saying, "Thank you, Lord," and you've really been used of God to help offset this pain. And you do call it Rachel's Challenge. So I want you to just share your heart, your vision, what you believe we can do together to help alleviate this pain and perhaps even overcome the cause. So you just take off and share your heart. Well, my wife is here with me today, Sandy, and she and I together founded Rachel's Challenge about 18 years ago. Uh, Shortly after Rachel died, I was asked to speak before Congress at a House Judiciary Committee. And uh, three days before I got that phone call, I, I, I write a lot of poetry. And I just was sitting down, I wrote a, a piece of poetry, and it said, your laws ignore our deepest needs. Your words are empty air. You've stripped away our heritage. You've outlawed simple prayer. Now gunshots fill our classrooms and precious children die. You look for answers everywhere and ask the question, why? You regulate restrictive laws through legislative creed, and yet you fail to understand that God is what we need. And after I finished writing that, I read it, and I thought, that's pretty good. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I, I think, it, I think God excellent. really did inspire that. I believe so. And, and I, I remember telling my wife and my oldest daughter, Bethany, I said, this is a, this is a poem for politicians. I don't know any politicians. And uh, I said, wouldn't it be cool if someone like Charlton Heston could read this poem to Congress, like, your laws, I can't even begin to do it, you know. And, uh, Don't even try. But, but here's, here's the amazing thing. A day or so later, I had one of those things that you, they used to call them answering machines. The young people don't know what those are. And, uh, and, and my answering machine, I was in the other room and I heard this voice on my answering machine, Mr. Scott, this is Charlton Heston. <laughs> And I rushed over to grab my phone, and just as I hover, you know, my hand was ready to grab the phone, I thought, "What am I doing? This is Moses talking." <laughs> I'm not. So I let him go. I just sat back, and let him go. And he, he said, "I've been watching you in interviews, and he said I've been impressed with what you've had to say." And he said, "I, I just want to thank you because the NRA at that time was under a lot of attack, and uh, he was the president of the NRA." And he said, I want to thank you for not blaming us. And so then he, just as he was ready to hang up, I grabbed the receiver. Hello. And uh, he went through his whole spiel again. So uh, he thanked me. He sent us a, uh, he, he did a thing on the Bible. He recorded the whole Bible with his voice. And he sent uh, Sandy and I and our children uh, copies of that. He sent an autographed picture of himself as Ben-Hur we've got in the office. So... Uh, the next day, I got a phone call from Congress, and they said, would you come and speak? And I said, no, I'm not the right person because I, gun control issues are not where I'm at. Mm -hmm. And uh, they insisted, so I said, I'll come if I can speak from my heart. Mm -hmm. So me having written that poem and saying that Charlton Heston <laughs> should read it, he didn't read it before Congress, but I did. Yeah. And that uh, speech went ballistic on the Internet. And for the next couple of years, I traveled a lot with Josh McDowell and with uh, uh, David Barton mm -hmm. and with Bob Cronook, good friends of mine. We did worldview conferences <laughs> all over the country. And, uh, uh, and I kept feeling led to leave the religious uh, world and move to the secular world. 
And our program is non-religious. Not, not to not leave religious conviction or belief or no, faith, not, no. but move over to an area of communication to talk to the whole realm that needs to hear That's exactly right. the truth that can set us free from the misery that we're experiencing. Yeah. And so we, we begin to do that, and we just have seen an explosion. Uh, we're a non-political, non-religious, non-profit organization, but we have reached over 28 million young people and adults in live settings over the last 18, 19 years. And we now have employees in, uh, in Mexico, and we're beginning to see South Africa open up. I love to say that an entire country has our programs every single month. Uh, that sounds so cool. It's the country of Bermuda. They only have 13 schools in the whole country, but, <laughs> but they have our programming every month. And the prime minister there said uh, that it's changed their nation. You're going in, and somehow you're trying to show children the responsibility for how they treat each other, right. how they respect one another, because what set the whole thing off at Columbine that took your daughter was kids calling somebody names. Mm -hmm. It happened. We had a, a rash of suicides where kids in one part of the Dallas area were being made fun of because they didn't have as nice a shirt or types of shirt. And there were like six suicides in a short period of time. You're trying to show people the power of words and you're asking everybody that wants to help. And if, let's just, you put it in your words. If they would support what you call Rachel's challenge what could happen in those schools? Tell, tell our viewers. Well, uh, first of all, I have a close friend. He's been on your show, a Foster Freeze, who's put up a $2.5 million matching fund. So anyone who's giving right now to Rachel's Challenge, that's going to be matched up to $2.5 million by Foster. All right, let, let me cut in on this with Foster and, and, and his wife, Lynn. This is a man that, because of freedom, really accumulated a lot of wealth. Once he retired and sold out, after he had made a lot of people a lot of money, he hadn't tried to make one dime. Mm -hmm. And I asked him very pointedly last year, Foster, what do you make money? I don't make money now. I give money. I help people. That's what I do. I help people. I point them to Christ. I point them to God. All right, that's what he does. Yeah. So he said, because he believes what you're doing, mm -hmm. and, and I just talked to Foster last night. I know he was here, had a great coach with him, really trying to help you do what God's called you to do, and he's going to match it. Every person watching, if they'll listen to what you're saying, and you'll say, and you're going to give them an address, mm -hmm. and you want to help, listen to me, this man loves your children. This man, Foster, loves your grandchildren. He's got 14 grandkids himself. Mm -hmm. He loves our family. He wants to help stop the horrors. And love and truth and treating each other right is the greatest step toward bringing the essential healing. And that get-along conversation that Rachel's challenge is inspiring and encouraging needs to start with our congressional leaders that invited Daryl to come because they saw a father that had been hurt, but he made sense. So I want you to listen closely. Well, our main focus is on connecting people. And... Uh, Something that President Trump had said uh, a week before I was there, he said we need to connect more. And so I kind of picked up on that. And one of the things I do, uh, I travel a lot and speak in large educational conferences to superintendents, principals, counselors, teachers. And, uh, and I say some things sometimes that shock them. One of the first things I say in a training for superintendents or principals is I, I don't like the word tolerance. 
and it's kind of a shock wave that goes across. And uh, I just let them know, I don't want to be tolerated. I don't want to be put up with, and I don't want to put up with you. Mm. Uh, tolerance is a negative word, it's not a positive word. What I want is to be accepted. And just accepting me doesn't mean you agree with me, doesn't mean you approve of what I do. Uh, and so I, you know, I, I have five children, three stepchildren, 12 grandchildren, and I accept all of them equally. I don't agree with all of them equally and what they think, and I don't approve of all they do, but I accept them 100% of the time. And so that's the first little shock wave is let's practice acceptance. And I have friends that are extremely liberal. I have friends that are extremely conservative that won't talk to each other, but they'll talk to me because they know I love, they know I love them. There you go, there you go. And we have got to come in this nation, we're divided. And so one of the things I also talked about was that if we focus too much, and that's the key word, if we focus too much on diversity, we're going to create division. I've seen it happen. If we focus too much on unity, we create compromise. Mm -hmm. But if we focus on, we can never focus too much on connecting and relatedness. And if we love. focus on relatedness, yeah. and that's where yeah. love comes, but you can't love someone if you don't accept them. No, you can't. That's the first step. And of, we see yeah. miracles happen. I'm sorry. What, no. What kind of response are you having from the leadership in the schools? Oh, we have yeah. tremendous response. We, we see almost every school that accepts us in our programming. Disciplinary problems go down, and we see academics go up. And the reason for that is because children begin to connect, and when they connect, they feel safer. Mm. And it's as important to feel safe as it is to be safe. Because when you don't feel safe, your adrenaline system's pumping, blood leaves your brain, your extremities, you're in fight or flight mode. So when they feel safe, they are smarter because they're thinking better and they're connected. And we, we did a survey in 2011, sent out 20,000 surveys, got 10,000 of them back. And we asked several questions. One of them is, do you feel safe at your school? Before we came to their school, 1,600 students said we felt safe out of 10,000. After we were there, right at 6,000 said we feel safe. Now, I wish 100% did, but that's sure. a huge improvement. Yes, sure it is. So it's connecting kids. We have seen gang members come into one of our programs and become best friends, take off their colors. And uh, so we see little miracles take place every day. Okay. All right, so what Rachel's challenge, you're raising support to take the message and what we'd call real real healing harmony, mm -hmm. real understanding, real acceptance, stop the name calling, yes. stop the bullying, yep. stop putting somebody down, stop classifying, stop labeling them. We do that too much. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's like you said, liberal conservative. Mm -hmm. Stop the nonsense. Be careful that you call somebody a fool or wrong or wrong. What you're trying to do is negate their influence and nullify their effectiveness. You're actually trying to do damage to them when you put the label on. You may not realize that, but you are. And you're, you're making them smaller. And a lot of times it makes them feel smaller. Sometimes their response is like what happened at Columbine. It's very explosive. But love and this, this acceptance you're talking about is absolutely a healing factor, right. and you're seeing it. Okay, so if people want to help you, and I just love, and let me say to you, Foster and Lynn, thank you, because I know your heart. I know how much you love other people's kids like you do your own. Now, I, I pray you get stressed a little bit to match. It may take it beyond, but I'd like every one of you watching, 
if you could give $1,000 or several thousand dollars, and if you happen to be a person of means or you know a foundation or some corporation and together you could give a huge amount, Foster will match it. I mean, there it is. You know what I believe about him? I think if you maxed him out and he knew it was effective, he'd say, he ain't gonna max us out because we're gonna max out with love. So where would they send a gift to help with Rachel's challenge? Anywhere in the world, from outside the U.S., doesn't matter. Who Sim would they send Simply to rachelscott.org or .com. Uh, our program is called Rachel's Challenge, but that's simpler. Rachel Scott, R-A-C-H-E-L-S-C-O-T-T. Right, if they make org. a check, they can make it that way? Yes. If they take their mic card and they call, now right. what they call, are you all able to handle yes. that call? Yeah. Let, let's just ask everybody that can help. And you know because your daughter went with us in the spirit on her 16th birthday. She was right in the middle of Africa, Mission Field. And lots of lives were saved. Matter of fact, we have, we've saved over 13 million lives. That's what's come back to us. So she actually had a part in that because this is 20 years ago. Yeah. It's 20 years ago. Yeah. And what's happened there is unbelievable. The majority of those that were saved, were saved since then. So your daughter, her testimony lives on. And Dad, you're doing a really good job communicating. Would you say thanks to God and thanks to Daryl and to Rachel's dad for reaching out and to Foster, Foster for being willing to do this. So there again, the address, there it is on the screen, okay? And uh, the time limit is just sometime early to midsummer. it's over. It has to be met. And then what you'll be able to do with it, even next year going into the schools and everything. We have thousands of schools wanting us that can't mm -hmm. afford us right now, and that would be such a blessing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, we're going to ask our viewers to do what your daughter said was big to her, and that's to have a mission heart and love the helpless. Mm -hmm. And you're going to see right now, you're going to even get a glimpse of where we stood on Rachel's birthday. And there were thousands being buried, and now it is tens of thousands. But, did you hear what I said? With love, we've saved 13 million lives. Here are some more. Here's one you can touch with love and give them a future. Watch. There is a poem written about a home where children died. One of the lines says, it must be hard to live that way. That statement sums up the feelings of mothers in these villages who no longer hear the voice or see the smile of a child who died simply because there was not enough food. Once a child shows signs of malnutrition, mothers will try and make their way to a rural clinic in a desperate attempt to save their life. But today is particularly heartbreaking for me because this clinic is over full. They've actually had to put extra beds down the center here because they just don't have enough space. Now, what that means, I don't know if you understand what it means. What it means is that tens of children will die in the next week in this one clinic. But what it also means is that the devastation of drought the resultant lack of food means that there are hundreds and thousands of children in villages in this area that are in desperate need, that are in critical condition, that will end up in these clinics. 
people dying in a village somewhere. Unseen. Unknown to you and I. Please, we can solve this problem so easily. If we get mission feeding to those villages in time, we can save those children's lives. We can save them from coming here. We can save them from death's door. Please, open your hearts. Do whatever you can do. Give whatever gift you can give because the gift you give today is truly the gift of life. Those precious children that you see right there at the very close of that little video piece, those children are standing in line. Maybe there are 400,000 of them right now are still able to stand up. Some of them have walked with their family members. Sometimes it's just the mother, all that's left. But some of them walk 50 to 100 kilometers to get there. And they're gonna stay there as long as there's food until they see their health restored. Mm -hmm. And those 400,000 have everything changed in the most positive possible way. And Betty, we have gone to the place that they were so weak, they could hardly stand up to get a, a bowl of food. Mm -hmm. And then we went back mm -hmm. <laughs> and hear them singing songs. As you approach the area where they are, you can hear their voices and they're singing, they're singing praise songs to Jesus because they've seen the love of God demonstrated, not just talked about it. Betty, it's the most beautiful thing. And if our viewers would realize right now, we can feed every one of those 400,000, just like that, three at a time, four, five, or 10 at a time. And we can with your help. I love to see the lines of them standing and waiting to get their, their share of the porridge that will help save their lives. It breaks my heart to see those mothers that walk forever and ever just for the last chance, that last hope that maybe their baby will survive if they get them to the clinic. Usually that's the last step before they die. And so we can stop it before they get to that point. Please join with us and let's get the food to them. We can be that hand reaching out in love and giving them hope. Life is what we're offering. And you know, we're here every day to encourage you in life, to hopefully strengthen your life in a spiritual manner and relationship with God and with others. So it's love that puts us right here in your home. And it's love that puts food in a bowl for them. 400,000 children right now, their future depends upon love. And in many ways, your love. God's love through you. Would you right now go online or dial that number and take your bank card, use it like a check? Would you make a gift of $30, $50, or $100? And let me be very specific about that. $30, $50, or $100 feeds three, five, or 10 children for the next months. Not total childcare. Life-saving, life-enriching nourishment. Gives them a future. And yes, the missionaries tell them about Jesus and his love, not just in word, but in demonstration, and you make it possible. God's love through you enables them to share God's love, not just in word, but in deed. Would you right now go online or would you dial that number, take your bank card or write a check and make it to life, call us, tell us what you're mailing, 
or put that special gift on a bank card, just like you'd write a check. Please do it, either online or calling in. We have some gifts to send you to bless you and encourage you in your spiritual walk. We appreciate what you're doing. We want to bless you. You are giving the greatest blessing. You're giving life. Thank you so much for making that call. Thank you for making the gift. In impoverished and drought-stricken areas of Africa, children are suffering. The need is great, and without food, they face severe malnutrition, even death. With your support, Life's Mission Feeding Outreach can save lives by feeding and caring for children in the hardest-hit areas of Angola, Mozambique, and South Sudan. With previous reserves gone and Mission Feeding helping in areas with severe crop failure, we urgently need to replenish our food supplies to reach 400,000 children who are counting on us. Your life-saving gift of $30, $50, or $100 will help feed and care for three, five, or 10 children for three full months. And with your gift of any amount, we'll send you Proverbs Power, Successful Communication. This powerful CD series, along with study guide featuring Stephen K. Scott, unveils the secrets to incredible wisdom found only in the book of Proverbs. This series will give you the tools to transform your relationships in life. With your gift of $100 or more, request the complete Proverbs Power Library featuring five power-packed sessions that include the power of vision, breaking through mediocrity, and much more. Finally, with your gift of $1,000 or more to help feed and care for 100 children, be sure to request the Bridge of Faith framed canvas print by Thomas Kincaid. Please call, write, or make your secure gift online today. Proverbs Power. Boy, first book, Successful Communication. Boy, that heals a lot of ills. We were talking to Daryl about that. If we get Congress to communicate, how about that for a miracle? How about marriages to communicate? How about kids to communicate? Daryl, what you're trying to do is a, it's really important. I hope you feel good about being here. I do. Thank you. Thank you. I thank God for you. Would you say thanks to Daryl Scott for being here? We pray with you for Rachel's child. Oh, thank you. Child should become a mighty move of love and transformation. Thanks for watching. Thanks so much for helping. There is the address again for Rachel's challenge. God bless all of you. Thank you.
After only five years, Clayton and Ashley Hurst described their marriage as a valley of dry bones. Now they want you to know there's hope for your marriage. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.